0: Welcome to Invest in Her This Week, our series that covers how we are going to stop the underfunding of women. And today I have on three extraordinary guests. They are all trailblazers in this economic financial world of women and funding. It actually is that we need more women funders. And these three women are going to tell us about how they got involved in the financial industry and the world of investment and how they're going to encourage you to do the same. Please give a warm welcome to Stacey Feinberg, founder of the 33 Capital. Uh, also Zandra Lakowski, who is the founder of OC Angels and Tracy Gray, the founder of the 22 Fund. Welcome ladies. Thanks for having us. <laughs> hey, I am super excited to have the three of you. And let's tell the audience, the reason uh, I've put the three of you together on this program is you are uh, the celebrated Uh, women featured in our She Angels TV series that we are looking to launch in 2021. And you all are three women that are just an exceptional example of what we need in the financial industry, uh, the world of investment, uh, because as we all know, uh, all of us listening, that women are so underfunded. And we're going to talk about why that is and how we can fix that. That's what this show is about. It's about the women and the things that we can do and the resources that we can actually change this and turn it around so that men don't get 90% of the funding, but that women actually get their fair share. And you three are just Trailblazers in that arena, uh, let me start with you, Tracy uh, Tracy Gray, the founder of the 22 fund everybody in the investment world knows what a incredible woman you are, and I know you're making such inroads you've raised millions of dollars uh, to help fund women businesses and women of color and uh, just tell me a little bit about how and why you got involved. How did you start this 22 fund In fact, what does the 22 fund stand for
2: well um so I'm thank you for having me Catherine, and hello ladies it's great to be on here with you. Um, so the 22 fund is based in Los Angeles and there were 22 men and women of color who were the founders of Los Angeles they're called Pobladores. Um funny story originally there were four, we had 44 we were the 44 fund because there were 44 men, women and children but in China, the four, number four means death, and we had double death. And we're like, okay, God. maybe not. <laughs> so luckily there were 22 uh, adults, and so we cut it in half to 22 adults. Good move. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, you know, I, tell, tell everybody, this is a venture capital fund and, and how you raise money and, and, and what you're doing with this uh, vision of yours. Like, what is the vision? So, we are between, we call ourselves early growth
2: capital. We're, we don't fit like me in my whole life. I don't fit into a certain box of a category. And so, we invest in um, existing businesses, cash flow positive businesses, to increase their export capacity, meaning to, internet, to increase their international sales. Now, we do this because we are an impact fund. And our investment strategy is directly correlated with the impact we want to have. So we don't have to do any machinations or have a trade off with our impact versus our returns. Both are high. Um, The the impact is job creation in underserved communities and low income communities. And our industry is agnostic, but our sector is manufacturing and exports, Coupled with manufacturing creates jobs faster than companies that don't. They are more resilient. They have higher revenues. They are more likely to be people of color. Um, They create jobs in these communities. So, and that's been our goal. We consider ourselves more holistic investors versus impact investors because many times impact investors look at one vertical or, and we're not doing that. We're looking at what can we do holistically from job creation to impacting women and people of color, entrepreneurs, to having high returns, all of that. And that we get that by just
0: investing in manufacturing to increase their exports. You know, you're you're one of the standout women. Uh, when you when you Google, you know, venture capital and whatnot, I mean, you pop up. You you are incredible, and I'm going to get back to you because I want to hear more about how you actually got started in this. Uh, but I just want to shift gears for a minute over to Zandra because Zandra, you have a, a different approach to the investing. You've started an angel group. And we've talked about uh, the She Angels TV show actually being a great platform to build angel investor groups for women that invest in women all around the country. And this would be just game changing for uh, the inequities of the underfunding of women. This, This would be how we can change it. And so what you're doing is so important. Tell us a little bit about the OC Angels group and how and why you started it. Sure. Well, I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to be part of this journey. It is very
3: important to get the funding to more women entrepreneurs. And I know we'll talk about that um, as we go on. So I started angel investing back in 2013. I'll back up a little bit. I managed our own family office. I started doing that in 2008. And in 2013, I made my first angel investment. Um, The first couple of those investments basically lost. I lost all my money because I wasn't listening to my advisors I wasn't listening to my attorney and I wasn't listening to everybody that was, there were mentors. I just had an idea. I thought, I love this founder. They have a great thing. I'm going to write a check. And boy, those losses stung, but my members and OC angel investors are learning from my losses and my successes. So I wanted to join a women's group. I live in orange County, Southern California, and I wanted to join a women's group here and there wasn't one. So I launched OC in January, 2017 with eight members and uh, we have 45 members and we're growing now. And our sole mission is to educate, connect, and inspire women to learn more about angel investing. You All know, with
0: the TV show, we always say that what you're doing is like the new book club. You know, right. it's right. like... Uh, women belong to book clubs but how exciting to belong to something like what you've started a women's investment group where you can go actually and listen to female pitches read their decks learn about all the new innovative and exciting things that women are coming up with that are going to help change the world and so this is something really exciting that people can become a part of and i love what you just said because you know people don't want to venture out on their own Uh, because they're afraid of making a mistake like you did. And I appreciate you sharing that story with us. But the key is to find a group like yours, or connect with someone like you and start their own in their own city so that we have angel investor groups all over the country for women, by women for women. Um, and, And by being a part of a circle like yours, uh, they learn how to be an angel investor, and that's really what's key, and that's why, you know, we always perpetuate women helping women. It's, it's in this, specifically in this niche where people don't really understand it. They don't want to do what they're scared of, but it's very exciting, and it's great to get in with women like your group that, you know, will educate them on how to be a good investor. So speaking of that, I've got to kick it <laughs> off over here to Stacy Feinberg, who is an amazing and smart investor with a very interesting backstory. I am going to just tell our listeners, Stacy, that you actually were in sports marketing, same as your dad, mm-hmm. and had shared with me that the move, the famous movie Jerry Maguire was actually based on your father. And it, it, I want to know how you went from sports marketing into starting 33 Capital and becoming an angel investor. I know you're also part of the OC Angels and that you guys all know each other. Um, and, and tell us, how, how did you get started in, in this and start your 33 Capital?
1: Well, like I always say, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm thrilled to be here with all of you, with Tracy and Zandra, thank you for letting me join you. Um, 33 Capital is named after Larry Bird, who is one of our clients and my next door neighbor for many years. And I actually ended up in a good friend. And I loved everything he stood for, for drive, focus. He was the first one at the gym, the last one to leave. He uh, was humble. Uh, again, um, laser focused. And he did his research on the opposition uh, better than anybody. And it, based on results, uh, it, you know, it worked. So I, 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 it became our lucky number amongst our family. And that's why
0: I chose 33 Capital. And so far, so good. I and, had a feeling that it, met, it was something with luck. I'm a big numbers person, too. That Yeah. And
1: uh, and he knows about the fund. And uh, when people see my business card, it, it looks like his uniform. And so <laughs> eight times out of 10, somebody will say, is it? And I'll say, yep, yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, um, I just want to say that I often tell this to a lot of the young women that I mentor, and I tell this to anybody who will listen, life is not a straight line. And if it was, it would be very boring. I think it's the zigs and the zags that make life exciting. And Mm -hmm. I have tried so many different things. I haven't necessarily succeeded all of them, but I have tried them. And I have no regrets for any of the things I've tried. I've worked on a salvage operation for an 18th century British frigate that went off the coast of Delaware. (laughs) I was one of the first female agents. I did not become a lawyer, so I was not a sports attorney like my father, but I was an agent. I was the only woman at the combine every year for football um, and at the various drafts. Uh, everybody thought that I was a groupie but I was actually their agent no <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and that, then I uh, met a man who I ended up marrying and um, when we we were together I you know had to become a quick study because he was in finance and uh, when we were at Harvard Business School um, I had to work three jobs while he attended Harvard Business School but I listened into I listened into and audited most of the classes so I got a I got a you know, quick education on finance, but it wasn't until we actually opened up a hedge fund that I became uh, you know, an analyst for ourselves that I learned, but that was public markets. And my father, I remember at the time said, my God, my daughter's a professional gambler. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, <laughs> yeah, <it> better right. <laughs> than somebody you know, who was playing at a poker table. And I made him understand that thanks to due diligence that you know, I was actually the house and not to be oh so concerned. But those are public markets, and the things that you were not allowed to ask people um, are the things, the exact things that we ask now in the private markets. So when I made the switch, I really had to make a switch in my brain, too, because, again, the things I would get chastised for asking the head of a public company uh, are perfectly fine, because when you're in the private markets, you're teammates. You're on the same team. You're on the same side of the table. It's very different. But let me just say, while I was very proud that we did so well in our – our hedge fund was very successful. Uh, I'm not a stuff person, I'm an experiential person. And I, I always felt that I was very lucky to make this money and I really never felt like I was doing anything worthwhile that we were making rich people richer. Um, and uh, you know, I, I always said someday I'll have the opportunity to take these resources and do something important with them. So we closed our fund, which ended our marriage, which turned out to be a good thing. I got my half, I said, aha, this is my moment and I'm gonna make this matter. And uh, just like a carpenter can point to a chair and say, I made that, I can now look at certain companies and say, I, I helped create that. And these investments are far more enriching, far more more, more worthwhile uh, than anything I ever did in the public markets. And I'm my goal is to teach other women, whether you have $500 to invest or 5 million, the only difference are the zeros. Uh, you're still gonna do the due diligence, perhaps there'll be more due diligence with more zeros, but nevertheless, we can all do this. And um, a lot of women do this in philanthropic giving circles. I was a member of a group called Circle of Angels. We did due diligence to see who we were going to you know, give our pool of, research, of money to. But now we can do this uh, for profit. And for profit is not a dirty word, ladies.
0: Right. Oh, no. You know, I think that uh, what you just said is so important because I do think philanthropy is important. That's why we have the SheAngelsFoundation.org. Uh, but we also think that it is important, like you said, to make money on your investments. And why not invest in a smart woman's idea uh, and make money on it and have her be successful, you be successful? It's a total win win. And that's what this is all about. And I think a lot of women out there. They haven't even thought about being an angel investor and that's really the platform of this tv series is, is to show three extraordinary women like you very diverse we want people to all relate you know we uh, you as a jewish woman uh zandra latino of course uh tracy is a black woman we have a nice um array of uh women that represent uh, the people that are out there the women that are out there we we want to uh, people to understand that it's going to take diversity, all different ethnicities, all different ages to come together and change this underfunding of women. It's going to take us all. We can't separate ourselves and say, oh, we're going to stay in our own group over here and this group over here, this group. Over. We are so much more powerful when we come together, like the three of you. You know, it's uh, it's just it makes us unstoppable, don't you think? I just want to For say sure.
1: that I was inspired by Tracy Gray and Xander Laskowski, I looked up to them when I started my path to learning on how to become an angel investor. It wasn't natural. It wasn't something I knew. I had to start, uh, you know. and uh, I took that very first step, and I started researching women that were doing this. These women came up. I had the opportunity to meet them at different events, uh, and their inspiration is, has gotten me where I am now, and so I hope that I can do the same for, for other women.
0: Yeah. You know, I think a TV platform that shows women who are trailblazing this arena, who are super successful at it and are willing to help other women learn it. It's amazing, Uh, you know, opportunity for us to help change the world through this uh, platform. And Tracy, how did you get involved in this? Because you know, who looks at the, uh, you know, venture capital where it's like, you know, 9% of the people are decision makers are women. It's very few women, especially very few women of color. What made you say, I'm going to enter this field that hardly any women are in um, and, and make such a difference? Like, what was the catalyst to that? What made you make that jump? You know, I
2: wish I could tell you a great story that I had. <laughs> whole, you know, epiphany and all this thing. And, you know, like everything, it happened by accident. I didn't really know anything about venture capital. I never even heard the word when I joined a firm. I um, came from tech and I was on the space shuttle program. I was an engineer on the space shuttle program. And I then got into the music industry and I was working for an individual who's, he was the only friend of a well-known VC up north in Los Angeles, and they were frat brothers, as guys do, it's like, oh, I know him, he must be cool, so I'll have him invest all my money for me, without any, he had no background, but um, that's what men do, especially white men do
3: that, Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: Um, but I happened to know him, and it tells you about if your network is different, you get in, so I was just, as I do, criticizing what he was doing, because I was like, Without having the language, I was like, well, how do they make money? What This looks like a product, not a company. And this was in the early 2000s. And he's like, instead of criticizing me from afar, why don't you come in and we'll pay you? And I'm like, okay. Because any shiny object, I'm like, oh, that looks like fun. So, But I was lucky. And I I didn't know at the time how fortunate I was to get in there and how hard it is. But I loved it. I loved it. I loved I have pretty much ADD so I could work with different companies. I got bored with one. I could move over to this other one and help, help them. But then as I was doing this, um, as you know, when you first come into a fund, you're the, an analyst associate and you're like the barrier to get to the partners. And I was getting 300 to 500 business plans a month. Wow. the white guys. And we were literally giving them $2 million for an idea. At that time, because it was right before the big bust. And I was like, okay, white men are a shrinking market. And Business 101 says, don't invest in a shrinking market, but they <laughs> keep doing it. And I was like, how's this fair? I'm all about fair. I'm an engineer, numbers, you know, logic. I, I'm all about logic. It's not so much emotion. Now I'm more, I'm a Buddhist, so it's a little more emotional. But, um, <laughs> that, you know, I was like, this is not fair. So from that time, I decided I was going to start my own fund investing in women and people of color, just straight up early stage tech. But when I went out in 2008 to raise my first fund, people would look at me and say, are there women and people of color in tech? Now I'm from tech, I'm a woman and a person of color, and (laughs) I'm like, do you not see me? Am I a goat? (laughs) And I re- and I and and then the recession happened, and I always wanted to start my own fund. And it hasn't changed much, frankly. It's still, people look at me as a woman of color, and they make up, they never say straight out, it's because you're a woman of color, but all the barriers and the goalposts keep moving every time they do due diligence. It keeps moving. And, you know, they don't realize, I have a lot of friends that are white guys who are raising funds, and funny, they have worse backgrounds than I am I have they don't fit criteria but suddenly they like will alter the criteria and requirement for them I've seen it over and over yeah.
0: you know that's why we need more women in these arenas we need more women decision makers right and um, Stacy uh, I, I know you know when you work with people uh, you know people will come in and, and I know you tell them in lay terms even what what like you know somebody entering in doesn't even understand the the lingo and you'll say well this means that and that means that you know just on the on the most simple note I love that you do that with with the people that you're working with that want to get into angel investing well basically I dumb it down why not you know like investing I guess I don't know like yeah because like Tracy's saying it's 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 all white men, they have their network. We have to create our own financial investment network. Right, ladies? I I have a pet peeve, and I think a lot of the problem is uh, is socioeconomic
1: as well, because the people that you um, are in your inner circle,
0: that's your network, that's your go-to. But don't, I, you think, don't you think there's plenty of wealthy women out there that could be investing that aren't? Don't you think there's a lot that just, they don't want to put their toes in the water because they don't know anything about it? Yes. yes. That's
3: what, yeah, that's what we did. We do with OC because every single one of my investors, my members are brand new. They, they get it. That's why I think, yeah, like Stacey said, I keep it simple. I explain to them in a very topical way what it is. But I think the way that we do our meetings, we bring not only the, the, the companies that are pitching to us, but we also start with an economic report. It's very important for, for our investors to understand micro and macro trends in economics. And then what's happening in the financial markets because that's gonna impact sectors that we're investing in. As well as we bring a speaker in to speak to us about something germane to startup, whether that's uh, every year we pick a sector to study. This year it was esports, e-gaming and digital healthcare trends and boy, we didn't see COVID coming, but when that hit, those sectors are doing better than ever. And there's really great opportunity there. And so we bring, we bring a speaker in, So and, and Stacey suggested, let's have someone speak to us about AI in September. So in September, we're gonna have a speaker because it's very overwhelming. And they give us just a snippet of what that is, a snippet of something because we're all busy. We have a lot of information that we're digesting on a daily basis. So when you come to an OC meeting, it's gonna be quality. And then we have companies pitch to us and throughout the process, we're learning with, through the Q&A, they're, they're learning the lingo, and then afterwards, we have a debrief. If there's lots of interest, we will do uh, due diligence, a group due diligence, and that's, I kind of prep the members. I send them a sheet of this is what we're getting questions to be asking, things to be thinking about, because due diligence, you can get in the weeds with details. So I try to yeah. kind, of, kind of guide them through the main
0: things to ask, and you can get deeper and deeper and deeper if you want. And, you know, and I love that you train people. What a fantastic program. I'm telling you, we have to get this, you know, all over the country and eventually all over the world. One of the things uh, that Tracy said uh, rings true is that there are not only more uh, male, white male investors, uh, predominantly, that's what they are, but uh, it's also, as she mentioned, um, Mostly uh, white men, even pitching for the money, and we have to we have to solve that issue too, mm-hmm. and that's really where I feel you guys come in, where you're training women to be investors. And Stacy, I know you've told me that the reason that's important is who the the person you're pitching has to identify with your product or service, and so men are often less likely to even identify with what the woman is pitching, and women don't have that network like men do of uh, those training them how to pitch. so less women are pitching. So I'd like to think this this conversation we're having, this this platform we're creating is is about both sides, the founders and the funders. How do we how do we get more, founders understanding how to pitch, because if you just watch a pitch show on TV, you don't learn how to pitch. So we wanna be a catalyst to showing women what you guys are looking for, as well as uh, training women to become angel investors because it's exciting and lucrative and and amazing, and it's helped changing the world. May, May I give an example? So vaginal health is big right now, but not for women,
1: no one wants to talk about menopause. I personally am through menopause. It was brutal. And I still, you know, have issues. And I'm I'm the target market. I'm desperate to find things that will help me with incontinence, with, you know, reduced libido. You get a group of it's not being funded because the old white guys in Silicon Valley really don't give up about. Yeah, yeah. And it's not sexy. The best that you'll get is that they'll talk about perhaps something, you know, like a, a libido pill for women. Okay, maybe that's okay. And there's lots of things for menstruation. But then when you get to a certain age, they oh, always wait, 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 but the that. libido pill will only
0: benefit the men, so that's why they're all for it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So that's a perfect Ladies. example of an industry that it's not being, we're not getting the funding. We're not getting the ideas. We're not getting the products because the decision makers don't want to talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. We come in and we need to talk about products that are important to a huge segment of the population. And if we have to fund it ourselves, we will.
0: Let me ask like, this is the last thing I want to ask you all before we, uh, you know, uh, part ways today and pick this up later, um, is, um, Tracy, Zandra, Stacey, what made you decide to want to get involved with She Angels and why is it so important right now uh, with what's happening with COVID in the world and how has that changed the financial landscape? Well, for
3: startups, um, at least in my group, I I didn't know if there was going to be an appetite for investment, but I was wrong. And we were always doing in-person meetings but it's it's moved to zoom and i and i, I don't know if stacy agrees with this i feel more connected with my members and with the companies we're seeing than ever and we're also able to bring members in from all over the the us so for us, for us post covid we've we were seeing great great innovation i think women uh, as as they learn that they can invest with with smaller dollars they don't have to write a million dollar check they can start with a smaller amount to be on the ride with a company that's going to bring something to market that's going to be of value to many people and so that 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 narrative, being involved in something like that with your dollars is not going away. And as we know, a lot of sectors are not gonna look the same. Uh, They're just gonna go away, this travel sector, who knows what that's gonna look like coming out the other side, Um, restaurants, small businesses. So I think this is a way they feel that they can contribute to a small business in something that's exciting to them and in something that's gonna benefit a lot of people moving forward if this company is successful. So I think in this new era, uh, the venture venture capital has been there, the money's there, it's still there, but I think people are now thinking about, I really want to make sure this investment makes an impact. So one of the companies that received funding, um, Stacey's funding it, I'm funding it, that p- pitched to us this summer, makes a huge impact in, in the healthcare sector. So that's going to continue. These these opportunities, these these verticals that are coming out of COVID that are stronger, Those the, we're going to continue continue to invest in these
0: types of innovation, this type of innovation. That's exciting. And on upcoming shows, we're actually going to be showcasing some of the women that you picked for the Pitch Fest. Uh, So uh, that's something that She Angels, uh, you know, we have many prongs. We have our Pitch Fest, the TV series we're uh, launching, and then also uh, the foundation. So all of these things are coming together to uh, try to solve this Inequity in funding for women, and you three are a big catalyst of that. Tracy, uh, what did you want to say about? Well, you know, I, I didn't mention that I founded a nonprofit called We Are Enough. Yes, I love that.
2: Our sole mission is to educate women at every economic level how and why to invest in women owned businesses or with a gender lens. So we say whether you have 25 cents, $25, or 25 million whether you have a piggy bank or own a bank, we're showing you how and why you should invest in women-owned businesses. And we're talking everyday women, because there's a lot. There's a gap between speaking to entrepreneurs and speaking to wealthier women who could do angel investing, but no one's talking to everyday women, the power of their wallets and how they can literally change the world. Literally the path to changing the world is through women, which the United Nations has said about the sustainable development goals. You can increase women's wealth, you impact the, the top um, sustainable development goals. But I'm actually looking at it differently than I think uh, Stacy and Zandra are. I, I'm trying to see through She Angels. This is why I was interested in She Angels. And, and before even COVID, I don't know if we need, if we should be as women duplicating the ecosystem as men, doing the same due diligence, looking at the same things the same way. I, it hasn't worked for us because it wasn't built by us. There and so, what's the? We can look at different ways. Maybe our intuition about menopause—that we what we Mm -hmm. need menopause—is better than looking at all the numbers and helping them create a business that fits for us. So, and I'm I'm getting not so interested in pitch contests so much anymore because those pitch contests were created so that we as women can speak to men really the way they
0: want to hear it. And I think there's, I don't know what the different way is, but I believe- well, what if those women are speaking to women instead of speaking to men? I think well, that's, that's what we have that's to do. What That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why I was interested in She Angels, she because Angel, I went to your event, and
2: it was different in the way women were- pitching. They were pitching in the way that they feel comfortable. What Xandra and Stacy do, it's more collaborative. Women like to work together. So why mm-hmm. don't we, we work together with our investing, but why are we putting women up on a stage to pitch by themselves when they want to have more of a back and forth? So I'm thinking during COVID, can we come out with not build back better or, you know, but to do something new and different. This is our chance to create an ecosystem that is equal, it's equitable, and isn't set for that 98% of the people who control most of the money around the world. So I'm, that's why I was interested in She Angels, because Catherine, in talking to you, you've always looked at it differently, too. And so I think this is our chance, and I hope we don't let this mo- moment that's becoming a movement not be mainstream in a way that fits for us.
0: So I totally agree with you, and yeah. it, that is what makes, that it, makes it a sense. platform. What we're doing here, we really are doing something in, it, like you said, in a different way. And there is such an opportunity to hear for it to be a movement, a movement of getting more women behind women and educating more women to be investors and educating founders uh, about you know how to really present themselves. Um, Stacy, uh, you want to give us a little wrap up? Mm-hmm. I. Um, I uh,
1: wholeheartedly agree with you, Tracy, and I feel that uh, let's be less competitive and more collaborative. Uh, This is our moment. This is our time. Let's raise each other up, uh, you know, and stop uh, just being yet another competition for that almighty check. Uh, I almost see perhaps She Angels would be an opportunity for us to be um, our own accelerator group, Mm -hmm. our own Mm -hmm. uh, incubator. Well, where we can help mentor all of the women instead of having them t- compete with each other perhaps for a single check that we offer our resources to all of them because they're all worthy and they're all deserving yes. and instead yes. what if we make it a platform a vehicle which they can then showcase themselves and if people would like to invest in them how wonderful
0: but yeah, let's not necessarily
1: uh, uh put them against each other for that uh, one single shiny object
0: yeah. And yeah. I think that is a unique t- opportunity for the audience to be able to get involved in these angel groups and behind these founders that we're showcasing. I agree with you a hundred percent. You all bring so much, uh, so much to the table with your knowledge, your expertise, your enthusiasm. Um, I couldn't be more grateful than have the three of you on and uh, look forward to continuing the conversation. Just remember everybody to invest in her. Take it easy and have a great week. Thanks ladies. was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.